I would love for us to just get together and just start naming increasingly more ridiculous Canadian towns. I think that could be some fun content. Oh, Franny Marin. I'm sorry. I forgot. I know her by Francis. That's on me. Probably going to end up with someone needing a tetanus shot if that's even remotely true. She looks like someone that might shut down the townie bars after a while, and that's not really the vibe that we do on Survivor. Let's talk season 44. And we're back. You guys are hearing that for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Voting in the Majority, a Survivor podcast brought to you by three friends, Andrew Harvey, Michael Gutierrez, and Bryce Mulder. Um, I'm Andrew Harvey. I'm excited to be here today. We, uh, we've had this idea for a podcast for a little while, and we're, uh, we're getting our gears going. Uh, we're, we're big Survivor fans, but more than anything, we're big fans of talking to each other. Um, so we, we started this podcast to be able to talk Survivor with uh, each other and with you guys. Um, and so we're, we're just excited to share our thoughts with you. Bryce and Michael, uh, how are you guys feeling uh, today? It's Sunday evening, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, first pod of, the, of our careers. Uh, what, what's on your mind? I'm excited. I more than anything, I'm just I'm ready to go. You know, I I like Andrew. You're saying I love talking with my my friends, debating with my friends. I know that my my opinion reigns supreme compared to everybody else's. So it's nice to have a couple of people to kind of throw some ideas off. Of. Yeah. First of all, your your uh, opinion does reign supreme, Bryce, and I'm happy we pointed that out as early as we could. Uh, I'm really excited, again, just excited to talk to you guys as often as possible, but um, as you guys will learn very quickly, um, I am a shaky Survivor fan. I don't have a lot of history. I don't have a lot of um, facts to back up my takes, but they're usually right, so it's going to be a fun <laughs> time, and I couldn't I couldn't be more excited to, uh, to announce it. So, Harv, do you want to talk to him about what's the name of our podcast? Voting in the majority, uh, it, it, we we decided on that after a long and arduous process. A um, lot of con- contenders, um, some some big money was coming in, people trying to vie for sponsorship in the title. But um, we decided to keep it simple. Uh, voting in the majority, it, it's a principle in Survivor that's really uh, important to all three of us. I mean, when you see not winners, winners vote in the majority usually because they're good, but just the good players vote in the majority um because they know what's going on so we'll identify that a lot throughout the season um and then it works great for a, a pod of three we're going to have a lot of debates and you know uh the the popular vote reigns supreme on this podcast um so well unless uh, it's bryce's opinion then it always reigns supreme right bryce's opinion trumps the rest as it were and we'll talk about it but Voting in the majority, probably not just a survivor uh, good idea, but just a life good idea. I mean, we do want to encourage uniqueness, but if you do want to get ahead, we do encourage uh, voting in the majority. Again, don't be a sheep, but <laughs> vote in the majority. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a great episode today. Um, we're What we're thinking with the podcast is we're going to be doing mostly survivor content, but there's, there's other stuff that comes up that's important to talk about and that we're passionate about. We'll a lot of basketball, a lot of football. Um, we'll we'll probably maybe hit on some some international soccer here and there. Where, where we recently started following some uh, Premier League teams, maybe get an update on them. Um, so a lot, lot of content coming your ways. We're, we're really excited about it today, though. Uh, we're gearing up for season forty four of Survivor, um, fourth post COVID season, the new era of Survivor. We're going to talk a little bit about 
how we feel survivors changed, what we like, what we don't like. And then we're going to do a little breakdown of the season. Uh, we, we've seen the contestants. We got a sneak preview of the the opening scene um, a couple weeks ago of the first episode. So uh, we're really excited about that. But before we get started on the survivor stuff, I had one thing I wanted to throw at you guys. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the uh, NBA action tonight, but our good friend Damian Lillard uh, had 41 points at half um, against the uh, Houston Rockets and currently is at the line shooting for his 60th point. What? Uh, so it is six minutes left in the fourth right now, and it's looking wow. like he is definitely in play, if not more. So, If you would have wow. said six minutes left in the third, I probably would have lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 41 at half, I mean, 80 is in play at that point, but he Ooh. had a – dude, I, I turned it on at half, and he – the first – Five ten possessions of the of the half Houston had. Uh, I think it's Jayshon Tate guarding him, and he was just in his ass. And Dame was just driving, just beautiful kick to the corner for a three, driving two out, whatever. I was like, Dame, that's not what the people are here to see. Come on, <laughs> trying to get eighty. He was he was playing he was great. Shot he, he was <laughs> sharing the rock. Dame Dame does kind of feel like a um a forty a season forty one star. Uh, that we um, learned to love and hate Shan. Wow. <laughs> Just a little peek too soon. Just a little peek too soon. Just for the for the non-basketball folks, I want to hit you with a with a player comp of who we're talking about. Yeah, um, maybe this is the year. Yeah. You never know. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I've got that up on a, a second screen. I'm not really keeping a close eye on it, but if anything crazy happens, I'll be sure to to our attention but um let's start talking survivor michael you kind of alluded to it you and i especially are more recent fans bryce has been in survivor uh for quite a few years um you and i picked it up in college uh, mm -hmm. uh and um joey was a huge survivor fan one of our basketball teammates um he'll be on the pod soon for sure um started with cook islands um we all just head over heels in love with the show watching uh ozzy and yule out there uh for two very different reasons but man they just really exemplified what we what we love about the game so i personally big survivor fan love the strategy i get really excited people thinking moves ahead i'm gonna do this so that this can happen and keep them close or get rid of their closest alliance or, or whatever it might be um that's my kind of my favorite part of the game but just the getting down and and the dirt, building those relationships, the competition aspect. It's just a perfect though. Um, I love it a lot. Where, where, where are you guys at on Survivor just generally? Yeah, I think that um, season 13, if you guys if you guys are new to Survivor, I would say it's a perfect one to start with. You get very clear social dynamics, racial dynamics to start. They break them up into four tribes, all divided by race. Um, and Yule just puts on a clinic um and it's you know no spoilers obviously but it's a great one um and then i would say another one that really so yule is kind of the the big person that brought me into survivor and then more the modern player jeremy collins was is just you just like what you just like seeing him on your tv screen and um made a really good effort in uh in season 40 winners at war too which was um a lot of fun for me so all that said um 41, 42, 43, they've been all right. Uh, really looking forward to 44. I've, I've heard good things, um, which concerns me. But other than that, I, I can't wait. Bryce? I love that. 
You know, honestly, I think it's really the characters. I like, I am a sucker for reality TV show, first of all. And there's a reason why this is like the longest running. I guess you could call it reality TV. But um, yeah, I mean, my perfect player would be a mixture of John Robert, Brandon Hance, uh, Philip Shepard, and Marianne. I mean, that, that's my that's my perfect player. Give me the most dramatic, the most dramatic person you can, and let's go see them. You know, spill some rice and f up some relationships with <laughs> some people. That's that's what I like to see from Survivor. So. It's, you know, strategy, competition, whatever, but I like the characters. I love it. Um, we, we, you started talking about it there too, Michael. The, the new era of survivors changed a lot. Um, the biggest thing, I mean, two, the two biggest things that come to mind for me personally are, A, everyone is there to play the game. Day one, we got 16 or 18 or 20, whatever the number is, people on the island that are there to play the game and strategize, and there's no easy targets. There's no people that you can take to the end and won't try to make some move on the final three days to eliminate a big threat. Like everyone is there to play the game and knows what they're doing. So that's changed a lot. And then the other thing that sticks out is advantages. Like there's just advantages up the wazoo uh, on these new seasons. It feels like every, every single episode, someone or someones are finding an advantage. Um, and then those play out frequently. Um, and it, it takes up a lot of screen time. So outside of that though, what, what do you guys notice in the, in the newer seasons? What do you like? Anything you don't like? I, I think we're all generally kind of a little down on it, but I'll, I'll save that for the end. It, generally, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, I, I mean, I know I just talked about characters, but like, I think that's one thing that's really missing right now. I mean, you can talk about too many advantages and it's going too fast and all this other stuff. But like, if you get down to the nitty gritty, like the people that they cast are good human beings generally. And like, you're seeing that in tribals and you're seeing that when they're making alliances, they're like, you know what, actually I did talk behind your back. And it's like, okay, don't tell them that. Like go and try and actually stab them in the back. Like I want to see you stab someone in the back. So I just feel like it's it's a little bit more calm, which is okay. I, I understand. I like watching it still, but like, I want to see a little more drama. Yep. I, I agree with that completely. And to keep up with the characters, for instance, we just watched 15 as a pod. Um, great, great uh, season, uh, China. Um, and at the end of, of that, one of the characters said, I'm not like person X, person Y. I've never seen Survivor. I didn't, I, or I didn't really, I'm not a Survivor super fan. And you just don't see that anymore. Everyone here knows exactly what their game plan is. They know what they're going to do, kind of what you guys alluded to. Um, that's one part I really wish we could bring back. Um, and I think that 31 through or 41 through 43 have been an example of how, you know, a lot of people know what's going on, um, as you yeah. said. And then uh, the breaking the fourth wall was really tough for me. The hourglass was really tough for me. Those two things really put a stain on on what these those first two seasons were, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, quick question. Do you think because I heard this question come up about 43, because in the preseason player bios, they were like, oh, I don't want anyone to know that I, you know, a super survivor, super fan or anything like, do you mm -hmm. think that's even necessary to hide that anymore? I just feel like no. if you, if you're a super fan, you're no different than like your average player. Does that make I you, a, I don't think you're getting on the show if you're not a super fan or maybe not a super fan, but at least a fan of the show. Like they want people who know what's going on. Like, I think that's, they're casting it that way on purpose. 
I agree. I mean, but the other thing is, as soon as you articulate it, as soon as you make it aware to all the other players, it's like, hey, this is a super fan. And it's like, even though we're all super fans, they can use that against you. Um, I think, yeah. yeah. So I I think that it, it is right, though. I think that, and Jeff even calls it out sometimes on the carpet. He's like, what's your name? Oh, were you a super fan of the show? Were you like, and it's, he calls it out in tribal council. So I, I'm guessing there's no real hiding from it. Yeah. Speaking of which, that is one of the strangest things ever. Like Jeff literally recruited these people. He knows every single one of their names. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, you and the, the green shirt in the back, <laughs> like, you know his name. Like, <laughs> Got to keep the charade up. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing I was thinking about as well is I feel like these last few seasons, the the end game in particular has been really unsatisfying where we see like, this most recent season 43 jesse and carla in particular like they seem like two giants out there just playing light years ahead of everyone and they just go down at number six and number four or five and four or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um and it's just like damn like you really want to see players like that get rewarded for it and win but i guess that's the new era of survivor you can't show yourself as a threat before the final five like you got to stay undercover the entire way and then make a move at the very end and that's how you get it done but um it has been disappointing to fall in love with players for their gameplay and then not have it come through in the end. Yeah. We're just missing that superstar winner. I don't know, like a Tony, you know, like I, or a Jeremy, like I, I, like that person who's just dominant. I'm trying to think of anybody else who's specific like that, but like, you know, the, uh, the Kims, you know, someone who dominates JT. Yeah. Um, Pre preseason twenty JT obviously, yeah, uh, yeah you know <laughs> golden boy JT not giving away idols to the to the villains tribe JT <laughs> and brutal. But then I will say one thing that we're focused on because we all were a little bit disappointed um, about the last three season endings. Although a couple of people on the pod, maybe one called Gabler, whatever, it's not important. What I will say <laughs> is. We're all trying to enjoy the process, episode by episode, game each move by each move, and mm-hmm. I think that that's how we're gonna have fun with this. Um, yeah, can't can't be all sad and upset when uh when it doesn't end the way we want it to. But yep, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's talk season forty four. Uh, premiering on Wednesday. Um, really excited. We're gonna have have Survivor on our TVs uh, for the next couple months here. Um, Bryce, you've kind of done a bit of a dive on it. Talk, talk us through what you're seeing. Um, yeah, I think when whoever posts these bios, I don't even know who posts them anyway. Like when they post them, I, the most interesting part to me is who is your player comp? I feel like if you have an image in your head of where you're trying to go, you're going to make moves in a similar way. Even though I think they're crazy to be throwing out some of these names, like <laughs> let me read you one of them real quick. This guy said... If I can find it here. Uh, he says he has effortless, effortless charisma, like a younger and more handsome Tyson. And then also says, but I also want to play like Zeke. Like, you think that you're going to be better than Tyson and Zeke is crazy to me. So that's one of the big things that comes up for me. Um, there's some really interesting people. I feel like, you know, I feel like it's a season of big. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know how you feel. How did you feel about the last season? I just felt like there wasn't a lot of physical threats. And I think they're trying to bring a couple extra ones in this season. So, 
many. Um, just a quick interruption in our survivor coverage. Dame just got to uh, 71. Wow, that was quick. Yep. Uh, oh, and no, missed it. A uh, minute and a half of game time left. Um, no, I completely agree. We, and it was just crazy seeing a uh, big guy, Jonathan, right? Jonathan. Jonathan, just just David and Goliath, literally, with, with everyone. Um, mm -hmm. there. Like, he was just so much bigger. And seeing a couple more people with some muscles or whatever it is, um, I, yeah. I agree. Well, like, this guy Bruce is an insurance agent from Rhode Island, but he's big. Like, he looks like a strong dude. And then you have an ex-NFL player, shout out to Seahawks, Harv. Yes, sir. Um, we have an ex-NFL player in the season, and then we also have like a NYC firefighter. Like there's some, there's some, there's some hefty dudes out there. I'm excited to see like maybe some more meat shields, you know, for our friends of Jeremy Collins. There were a lot of Jeremy Collins shout out in the players that they want to play like. So that makes me happy. Can't blame them for wanting to play like one of the best out there. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys pick up anything that you found interesting in this? Uh I would say that just noticing, um, again, from early early on Survivor to now, just noticing how the characters, they all have like bright and kind of, I guess, bright and energetic characteristics that they're trying to show through. And um, we'll talk about it a lot, just the casting and how it's evolved how it's um maybe gone too far one way too far the other way whatever um but that's what i'm noticing early on a lot of really weird names in here um and then we also have dr joshua wilder who i expect very um very few things from oh I think, I think joshua wilder is going to be one of the first vote outs <laughs> i i truly believe it <laughs> wow like, i love that <laughs> i'll put money down on it like just don't have confidence in him. Um, I do want to ask a question about our first contestant, Claire. She said for her hobbies, they were eating, drinking, and sleeping. And I have a question for you guys. Please. Would you consider eating, drinking, and sleeping hobbies or just necessities to survive? <laughs> yeah, I would certainly say sleeping and eating feel like you know necessities yeah. um in a post-covid world i think you could argue that drinking is a necessity as well but or po post-covid world um it also just feels like she doesn't do a lot which i can relate to also yeah yeah because i can get the full quote is favorite hobbies eating drinking and sleeping i also love traveling and going to concerts and music festivals anything that makes me feel alive so, oh, so that makes sense then, because because yeah. eating, drinking, and sleeping are the. Gonna, I mean, you feel more alive doing that than anything else. Exactly, she's yeah, gonna feel it. the most alive after that. So, yeah. you should have added full context, Bryce, because that is a <laughs> that is great hobbies. Then, yeah, no, she's just a big fan of life, and she is living it to the fullest. You can say that. Um, so who do we have our eye on? If you had to looking at this this list, who is one? person you find interesting i know michael has a specific person he's been looking at oh do i you do our friend franny let me uh 
let me run Franny down real quick because I don't know if I have been looking at Franny. Franny is the person you said. Oh, Franny Marin. I'm sorry. I forgot. I know her by Francis. That's on me. So Francis and I go, no. So Franny (laughs) Marin, uh, age 23, hometown St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm I'm a Twin Cities guy myself. Current residence, Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's me too. Um, so the one thing that I am concerned about is just the overall vibe that I'm getting from everything else. Oh, you're not a fan of Franny? Well, I think that she reminds me a lot of, there was a guy who in season 41 or 42 that got hurt pretty badly in the first episode. Oh, when, I'm when getting he, very similar wait, vibes. When he, he didn't do something, right? No. And... And he was on my fantasy survivor team and I'll I'll track it down by the end of the episode, but I'm just thinking that she's going to be a little in her own head and it's going to cost her a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, we love to see her getting out there. A couple, a couple um, Minnesota people. The other person is actually from my hometown uh, or lives in my hometown of Hugo, Minnesota, Stillwater, Minnesota kind of encircles it all. Um, And that's Carolyn Wigger. Um, Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. We're gonna go with it. Not super optimistic. She looks like someone that might shut down the townie bars after a while, and that's not really the vibe that we do on Survivor. (laughs) Again, no disrespect to Caroline. Yeah, we're just judging. I have an interesting theory with that tribe, the Tika tribe that has Carolyn in it. Yep. I personally think Yam Yam, Carolyn, Mm -hmm. and Bruce are gonna get along really well. I just have a feeling that those three are going to click. And I don't hate, I don't hate that. Yeah. Like I just feel like they have very similar, interesting vibes. And um, I think Carson's going to be enemy number one for that tribe, the NASA engineering student. But what I'll say is I think that those three may click out of necessity because the other three clicked so well. Yeah. And the I question is, I see maybe them pulling Yam Yam into that. Yeah. But, you know, if, it'll be, yeah. will they go three to three? Will it be like, hey, three to three, we just got to fight for this first immunity? Or will they go four to two early on, which is what I would bet, maybe even five to one? Yeah. Yeah, I could see someone just getting thrown under the bus. Personally, I have high hopes for Bruce and Yam Yam. I think they're both going to be final six, final five competitors. So. I like Yam Yam. The one uh danny the firefighter he caught my attention he feels like he's just gonna be really steady just gonna i don't think he's gonna win but he's gonna be their final you know make the merge all that mm-hmm. he was somebody who didn't seem like like he's not gonna get voted out early because he's just an asshole you know what i mean like he looks like a good dude yeah he does and he's gonna be solid in challenges so why get rid of him early um yeah. maddie i don't have high hopes for her but i really enjoyed her um player comp it was strategically Siri, uh, Siri, Siri or Omar, swag-wise, probably Malcolm. Yeah. So I'm saying one of the first four vote-offs. <laughs> I don't think the swag is coming through on that tribe. <laughs> it's uh... She got, got lofty expectations. Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm looking at it, though, the guy, Kane, who said he had effortless charisma and better looking or more handsome version of Tyson is also on that tribe. Could we see a Kane Maddie duo? 
That would be interesting. Well, what I would say is about um, about Maddie. I'm really stoked to see a comparison from 41, 42, 43. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. not many. Shout out to Omar. Uh, Omar, yeah. another player that was just inches. Well, 41 is probably the only season that these people have seen. Maybe 42. 40, yeah, 41. They Most probably likely 42. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the middle screen. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I can guarantee you they have seen 42 um, because our friend Danny from 42, ex NFL safety, was the player comp for our friend Brandon Cotton, the Seahawk rep. So, uh, um, he that was his player comp. He's saying he's going to play a very similar style because, like, nice. they understand the, the the woes of the NFL season. Yeah. So, I like that one. I like that one. Um, real quick shout out to Kane again. Has the coolest hometown name of the lot. It Saskatoon. is Oh, I was going with his real hometown. Oh. No, that, yes, Saskatoon is where he currently resides. Also, the second best name. The first best name is Moose Jaw Canada. Canada. Yeah. Canada. So that's a crazy name. Hey, that is a ridiculous name. I would love for us to just get together and just start naming increasingly more ridiculous Canadian towns. I think that could be some fun content. Um, is this just North America and Canada? Um, well, our friend Yam Yam. I mean, not North America. But is this just the United States and Canada? Because Yam Yam's in Puerto Rico, right? Which is technically a, a U.S. territory. A, yeah. So yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, because don't they have they have do they have Canadian Survivor? I don't know if they do, but I would love to see some Mexicans, maybe Central Americans, show up. We saw in season thirteen. There's, there's <laughs> we can't let Billy back. We can't let Billy back. That's the one. We'll let the Aussies come through, but yeah. True. Uh, oh so, gosh. Well, do we want to start talking a little bit about um about kind of these we've we've alluded to it, all the changes in 41, 42, 43. Do we want to talk about some advantages have been a little bit different, some twists and turns have been a little bit different? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. Um I think that in 43, we had the all-time greatest advantage hunt. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun when it, when they stuck it on the tree. Yeah, and everyone was just walking right by it. And it was eye level. All you got to do is just six inches to the left, just rotate <laughs> the head a little bit, and no one could figure it out. Um, that, that was high comedy. There was like two or three times where you're like, oh, he definitely sees it. Or she yeah. definitely sees it. And then they're like, just walk by. Nope. <laughs> People leaning against the tree and everything. Crazy. Yeah. I, I watched that episode twice, actually. And I I had the same reaction. And then the person I watched with the second time had the same reaction where they're like, oh, Cody definitely sees it now. And then yeah. he still didn't see it right away. He had to like, wait a second, lean back. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, Michael, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, we're glad they got rid of it in 43. The hourglass was not uh, not a crowd favorite. Was there a lot of backlash behind just us three, or were we primarily the reason they took it away? You think? <laughs> I think I think our complaints definitely made their way up the chain, but I think Twitter uh, let them have it as well a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, that well, is that not the reason why Erica won? A hundred percent. 
hundred percent. Like that she seems was being like, out. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was away from her tribe. It was her only option, and she turned it into a win. But what an awful, what an awful advantage. I heard Jeff Probst talk once about like he's like, you know, if you what you deny will persist or I don't know. He said it so eloquently, him and his soft spoken manner. But he he said something about like if these people keep finding advantages, we're just gonna keep adding advantages. Because like we don't care if you don't like it. We're just gonna keep doing what you don't like. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see a lot more. That's so fair. Michael. I want to know what you thought about the safety without power advantage. So remind me, safety without power is you're you're safe, but you can't vote. Correct. You leave tribal council. Jeremy did it in season 40. Oh, because he got, didn't he get it from Michelle? Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. I, I actually really like the safety without power because I believe it puts you in a situation where you need to, because every tribal council, I think you're back and forth, back and forth. Like, am I safe? Who are we voting for? What's going on? You know, for the most part, especially as we see more of these live tribals, safety mm-hmm. without power is just like, you know what? We're just punting on this. Like we either know we're in trouble or we're late enough in the game where it is not worth the risk. I like it because I think it kind of shows where people's mental is at. And we're going to see in this season, inevitably, a lot of people hold on to advantages, hold on to idols that they shouldn't do. And that's one where when they play it, you're like, yeah probably the right move yeah and it's not too overpowered because you don't you don't have your vote like you're safe nice job see you next time but it's not like you can like spring a blind side just by yourself or or anything like that and exactly jeremy used it correctly like they were going for him right yeah he did but then he also like they couldn't tie the vote so basically his the rest of the game was messed up right fair speaking of an op advantage michael idol i meant hard sorry Idol nullifier. Yeah. How do we feel about idol nullifier? I feel like it's the craziest advantage ever. Yeah. You have to play it. Oh, no. You play it after the idol is played, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's nuts. Um, I don't. Have we seen one in a while? I don't remember the last no, one. No. I think they only did it once. Yeah. That one seems a little OP. The one that we've seen, though, recently that hasn't come to fruition is the steal an idol. Mm, yes because the knowledge knowledge is power knowledge is power yeah that one knowledge is power thank you uh because xander pump faked um someone Leanne, liana Leanne, yep uh xander pump faked her that was really impressive and then in the most recent one they just were all scared by it and kept moving idols around but nothing ever happened because it just got voted out yep yeah that's a good point everyone so, got freaked if we're talking about this seriously though like they've tried to make so many changes and most of them haven't worked. Like the, the changes, the risk reward one that they go on suck, but like the knowledge is power is such a good advantage. If we're talking about uh, bad advantages, I think that one is like a good advantage that they actually added in the last 10 years or whatever that I think is, is gone. Not 10 years, 10 seasons. Sorry. Yeah. And it shows, it, it shows where the communication is at. Like, yeah. No one used to tell anyone anything. And now one person hears one thing and they're afraid that even if it's their ally, it could mess up their game and their plan two or three steps down the road. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, if we're talking about old versus new survivor, I just remember this. You know, you remember how Carla had an idol and we're all like, oh, 
Carla has an idol and we don't like no one knows about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knew about her idol. Like even though we thought nobody knew, like everybody knows everything at these days. So it, yeah. I think the knowledge is power is fun because we saw this last season, Cody got spooked and gave his idol to um, Jesse and then mm-hmm. Cody got voted out that night. Like, so it just like, it's a fun advantage. I, I think it's changed the game in a good way. Yeah. It definitely has. Um, And then what I wanted to say in regard to that is, I think we're going to see a lot more um, a lot more situations where people with advantages, we won't know as the viewer until they're kind of put in a situation where they have to use it. I think that's happened a couple times in the past where it's like, oh, two episodes ago, I found this advantage. And I think that they could bring something in like that that could be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there have been times yeah. when people find advantages and we never learn about it because it just never becomes irrelevant and mm-hmm. they just save the screen time for something else. Mm-hmm. I agree. So um, I want to change the subject real quick. I know we can't do prop bets, but can I ask one question for you guys? Please. Please. I want to know who your first person voted out is. If you had to take a random guess based on this list that we've created so far. That's a good question. I also want to, I also want to comment that I feel like we've been very informative in this podcast. I'm really excited to watch some content and get disruptive. I cannot yeah. wait to have to yeah. form some opinions on on this that are, you know, fact based. As I said, lots of facts behind my. We argument. should we should tell the viewer, um, we don't don't agree on most things when it comes to Survivor. So there will be some some hot topics, more hot topics than what we've kind of produced today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, first person voted out. Thoughts? I, I, we mentioned him briefly earlier. I think Carson's a good a good bet. He feels like an odd duck on his tribe, and his tribe doesn't feel particularly strong so i feel like they could they could show up uh, at an early uh tribal i like that one hard i actually had that in mind as well that's a good one i agree i really do like that one i'm gonna go a different route here someone we haven't brought up jamie lynn ruiz from mesa arizona i think she's out early i think she's out early occupation is a yogi which i I love, I love yoga, but three words to describe you, enthusiastic, magnetic, and loving. I don't think that's getting you very far on episode one, um, especially if she's on the losing tribe. That's going to be difficult. We saw Marianne barely avoid uh, an early vote out. I think that's kind of going to be what we're going to see here. Hmm. I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, I am going to go with someone we have talked about, um, Maddie, uh, again, the player comp. Swag like Malcolm, I can't get past it. But even worse than that, three words to describe her. Her last word was feral. And I don't know what that means. And I don't know if feral is what you need out in the survival world. So (laughs) that's who I think is the first voted out. Probably going to end up with someone needing a tetanus shot if that's even remotely true. (laughs) Oh, man. She could cause some some problems. Um, Yeah, like we said premiering Wednesday night. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, the producers, the behind the scenes folk, uh, at survivor have been trying to talk this season up. So I hope they're not just blowing smoke and that this is a good one. Um, cause we need, we need a good one. We, we've had stretches of really good seasons, but we haven't had a start to finish banger, um, the last few. So, uh, I'm excited for it. Yep. And I want to let everyone know, we are going to be trying to post every Friday, um, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, a couple days after an episode so you can kind of get a recap going into the next week 
of what kind of our thoughts are because you know our thoughts are a little bit more important than most people's thoughts (laughs) appreciate y'all tuning in thank you for listening to voting in the majority if you enjoyed make sure to hit that like button or if you want to join our community you can always give us a follow hit the notification bell so you are notified when our next episode releases